everyone welcome back to sideways in time uh if you if you're if you're watching on youtube which you very well should be and i think possibly uh spotify now trying to figure that out this might be a video on spotify as well we'll see oh good this would be great for the first video right I think it's going to work. Like, I think it might catch on. So you might notice that we're sitting in a, uh, possibly a, like a, a behind the counter of a cafe. Yeah. Uh, right yeah. now. It's very Welcome clean. to the Sideways in Time Bistro. Oh, man. If you have not. Oh, man. If we did that, I would be so cracked out uh, because I drink a lot of coffee as it is. And uh, I did this morning. And I'm probably going to after uh, we're done here at uh, Sidewise in Time Bistro. So I didn't. I wasn't gonna reveal why we're sitting in this bistro instead of our normal uh, TV static Wonderland, but I think it's funnier that I do. Um, I can't for some reason I can't open up my Adobe software, so I couldn't make a custom uh, layout for us this day. And uh, so now you know you can get a what's that? What what are those green waters called? They're like fancy the green water. Oh, like uh, a, that's a, is that Perrier? We got some Perriers. We got some Zoom coffee. Got some fish. Got, got some plants. It's like a spider plant. Yeah. And so, anyways, everybody, I'm coffee grinder. Yeah, that's there. See, this is the reason why you have to watch the YouTube channel because anybody listening right now is probably like, "What the fuck is he talking?" Like you just, yeah, because we make so much more sense in video. <laughs> wow. All right. Fair enough. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Lucha Chris. This is my host, uh, also, that is a host, uh, Patriot Pat. So hey. What's, what's going on in your life, Pat? Um, let's I see. Like I this, sure... like, it, we're going to talk very positive in this atmosphere. It's just very bright. And... I know. I've, I, feel, I feel good. I feel like, you know, saving a turtle or something. Like oxygen is around us. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. sorry. I cut you, you off. Fucking um, maybe go play hacky sack in the quad later. Yeah, I'm not know. doing that. <laughs> no, I'm good. I have eye surgery next week, so uh, you know, I don't know when we're planning on recording next week. Um, we'll figure it out. And yeah. Uh, you and don't then, have to use your uh, eye to podcast, luckily. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, I don't use anything else. I just fucking wing it. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, well, am I breaking the exciting news or are you? I think you should. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so uh, I was on Twitter uh, yesterday and and I saw that uh, Uncle Mick uh, Mick Foley is coming is coming to town, coming to the uh, uh, Improv in Zona, and uh, and so I said to wife, I said wife. Um, Look at this, Mick Foley's guy, and she said, "You, you and Chris should go." So I was like, "Yeah, that's a great idea." And then I didn't even text Chris; I just bought the tickets, and then and bought the VIP tickets. We're gonna meet Uncle Mick and get autographs and pictures and hugs, cookies, and he's got cookies. Yeah, and finger guns. And it didn't say cookies on the fucking info. That's what I'm gonna have him sign. I'm gonna bring a bottle, uh, a box of fudge stripes, and have him sign. So you could bring one item from home. So I'm um, we gonna you know, eat them while we're in there? huh? Are we gonna eat them while we're in there watching them? I think so. I think we'll share them with them. Yes. Um, and then uh, so it'll have to be an unopened pack because yeah, I don't, I don't want him to think we tampered with it. Uh, and uh, yeah. So so then I text Chris because it was gonna be a, my Christmas present to Looch, oh. and I got so giddy that I just texted him and said, "Hey, I just bought tickets. So Merry Christmas, Looch." Yeah. Um, Santa's yeah. hail Santa. Hail Santa. <laughs> Deck the uh, motherfucking halls. Dude, I'm stoked. So I got I was lucky enough, what it was a four or five years ago, whatever it is now, probably not quite that long ago, but uh in St. Louis at Helium, uh I got to meet him and he drew me a socko on a sock and he signed my book. So that was the 20 year anniversary of the Hell in the Cell match that tour he did and this one is the 20 year anniversary of have a nice day his first book, oh. which is the book he signed the last time i met him um i don't know if i'm gonna bring anything because like in all honesty i want him to sign all like 
300 action figures that I have of his, but that's not realistic. So okay, maybe I'll, well, I'll just grab if, one of them or something. If you're really an autograph one, guy. Well, okay, but if you want, bring two and I'll have the, one of yours be my object from home. Um, but what about the snacks? Oh, fuck. I forgot. Maybe. Oh, I know. Have I'll have snacks. him. I'll have him sign my framed picture of Jake the Snake Roberts. That won't be awkward. <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. We Did need he sign this picture? We need side note. We need to put that down in, in our pre-show notes from today. Can, can you can you sign this? Can you sign this, please, oh Mr. Foley? The picture of another wrestler that's already signed by him. I'm, I'm putting that in the script. Anyway, so, oh, my God, that's hilarious. So, anyways, yeah, super excited, and I appreciate it, Patrick. You and wife uh, are, are just saints among <laughs> fucking shitheads. Oh, and uh, I, I'm so excited because out of all of the people, celebrity, quote unquote, in the world, like I like, you know, I, I've gr- grown up not idolizing. I don't like using that word necessarily, but definitely looking up to, you know, uh, people in the entertainment industry my whole life, obviously. But he has still consistently been apparently one of the like most genuinely good, nice, just mm-hmm anti-celebrity celebrity you know like i'm obviously a huge fan of of his growing up um but it's cool because in these live events that he does it's kind of comedy but it's also kind of like kevin smith going up on stage and just talking telling stories which is even better in my opinion sometimes well that was uh, when i got that picture of jake uh i actually got to open for him and oh yeah yeah you know, and that and that's what he does. He tells a bunch of road stories and stuff that are right. You know, that's what Steve does too, basically. Like I like all this new wave of whatever this new, uh, <laughs> you know, post comedy, comedy. Like it's these guys that aren't co- comedians, but you can't deny that they're not like s- small stage entertainers. Yeah, I guess would yeah. be a great they, way to put it. They have great stories. They have great timing and. And they're yeah, funny. I mean, you know, Jake's fucking hysterical when he's telling his stories. Especially yeah, he, since he sounds like this the whole time. Yeah. But yeah. So anyways, uh, it kind of shaped today's episode. Um, not the background, but the contents of the episode. Uh, because, you know, Mick being a wrestler slash author slash entertainer, uh, live entertainer now with the, with the tours that he does. Um, and mixed with Glenn, our buddy Glenn, shout out Glenn, uh, had tweeted us at, um, asking what our Mount Rushmore of stand-up comics were. And, you know, obviously Patrick is a stand-up comedian. I'm a massive fan, have done two open mics, and they went horribly wrong. Um, and, uh, and then now, you know, this news with Mick Foley coming to Kansas City, um, you know, it's that mix of stand-up comedy and pro wrestling so we figured fuck it that's actually a great idea so we're yeah. gonna start with a uh mount rushmore uh we have two mount rushmores this week and a what if i forgot to do the intro uh it, it's overload yeah so it's a whole comedy based episode i should have done this within the first two minutes of the show uh so you know fuck it who cares if you're listening you're gonna hear about it right so anyway uh we're gonna do the first one's gonna be the mount rushmore of stand-up comics and uh you want to start or do you want me to start uh i want to hear yours first i started i went first last time okay so this one's tough but with comedians like i have this huge wide range of favorite comics like it's it's almost a never-ending thing right because there's so many but it's the same with movies there's a million of them and i love thousands of them but i still know what my top five favorite movies are and i could kind of interchange them with one or two other ones from time to time but it's the same way with comedians for me and i'm not going to go in any particular order but there's there's a there's a oh my god i'm having a stroke there's a specific reason 
why I picked the ones I picked. <laughs> oh, shit. And now I'm going to have trouble because I, I kind of figured you were going to go first. And so I wrote five just in case you said one of mine. So now I got to choose between my five and that sucks. Uh, I'm going to go first just because he's at the top of the list that I wrote down. Dave Chappelle. Um, as far as modern comedy, he's kind of transcended comedy since he's been back where even his comedy specials aren't necessarily him being all that funny. He's just kind of talking and he usually has a lot of heart behind what he's saying, you know, and he's getting in a lot of trouble and I'm not going to get into either side of that, but you know, there's no doubting that Chappelle's show will go down in history as one of the most iconic comedy skit shows of all time ever, you know, and you know, his standup obviously is hilarious. The movies, you know, Half-Baked being probably his his best movie. Um, there's been, he's, I mean, he was at Chew, and I always forget about that, and uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. But uh, he just, he's one of those captains of the modern era of comedy. You know, he, he is, every single person knows at least the name Dave Chappelle, which is a big deal. Um, I also have to go with, George Carlin, because I mean, anybody who's old enough or was into it enough, obviously, you know, his comedy again went from being a very like poetic and like mathematic cerebral comedian where it was more about words and how he used them. And he was very, it was very poetic in a, in a weird way to like the older he got, the more kind of the world was getting to him and so he was starting to get more bitter and then it became a lot more real and a little less slam poetry you know and then it it just then he just started digging into it and it became like a voice of that we all have that can't use kind of thing so we get to hear carlin do it for us you know Mm -hmm. like about all the negative things in the world and all that kind of stuff like you know he went from the seven words you can't say on tv or radio shit piss fuck cut cocksucker motherfucker tits fart turd and twat um to i think i added one uh to being just like you know hey fuck the world and here's why and like i don't know for the type of person that i am and the personality that i'm growing to have it it made a lot of sense growing up and he kind of helped shape a lot of the way i thought unfortunately and fortunately um so carlin is just one of the greats plus you know, he did all the fucked up shit he did on in comedy and then was like in Shining Time Station as the fucking train operator. Like, how does that have Robin Williams? Same thing. All the dirty shit he ever did and then went and did all these kids movies like it was a different time back then. Clearly, um, Bill Burr, a- another modern general, in my opinion, because he's also another one like Chappelle that just gives no fucks and he gives no fucks to the level of fucking cancel me you can't try it it ain't gonna work like he's they're they're almost bulletproof when it comes to defending comedy and being a comedian and what that means to people on twitter you know like that kind of thing like i don't know he's another one of those ones he kind of silently advocates comedy like you know not silently per se but anyways any he's he's just fucking funny and he's got a little bit of that Carlin in him where he's mad, but he's hilarious. And I, I I don't know. I love pissed off comedians, I guess. And that being said, uh, Don Rickles, (laughs) because in all honesty, and I have to say this first, before I go to Don Rickles, if you had said any of these, I was also going to say Norm Macdonald and I could go on forever about that too. And I'm not going to, he was a fucking comedic genius. That's all that really needs to be said. But uh, Don Rickles, though, like, was a pioneer. Like, he, if it wasn't for him, I don't think roasts would have been a thing for as long as they were. He was, like, for me personally, like, extremely inspirational as a kid growing up, loving to roast people. Like, it's just, it's my way of, like, you know how dogs sniff each other's asses to say, hey, what's up? How, what are you about? I'm kind of the same way with, like, once I'm comfortable enough to, like, just get into roasting battles with someone that's my love my my language of love you know and that's 100 true yeah Yeah. and and so and it's because of guys like don rickles because he was just such a 
up until the day he fucking died. The dude was like a thousand years old and was quick witted with mm-hmm. his fucking insults, man. Like the dude was funny forever and he was inappropriate. He's another one that like gave no fucks. It's like, fuck you. This is w- literally what I do for a living. Like, and you love it. Shut up and fucking eat it. Like I don't know, Don Rickles was the man. And, uh, and he yeah. was another one. He was another one. He was in fucking toy story. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah. It's just, it's, Anyways, I digress. Those those are my guys, and like I said, Norm Macdonald is a uh, honorable mention because I I fucking love Norm Macdonald. Yeah. Well, um, we only had one overlap, actually. Probably Garland. Um, yeah. Yeah. I figured. <laughs> yeah. I, it, like I told uh, Glenn on Twitter, I you know I've had this discussion so many times, and I've changed mine around and tweaked it and this and that. Of no, course, I forgot yeah. this person and this person. So. Same. There's a um, lot I wanted to mention that I, I you know, I, oh, there's, I there, there's so many, but I mean, if I'm going with like the, the Mount Rushmore um, and the reasons I believe each one belongs on there. Um, number one, Carlin. Well, the first one I'm going to name is Carlin because that's where the overlap, but also I put Carlin on there um, because without Carlin, you don't have a Bill Burr. Exactly. You don't have, uh, you know, a, a lot of the, you don't have a uh, 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 Mark, was it Mark Marin? You don't, I mean, you don't have right. a lot of the abrasive uh, uh, comics. You know, he was, he was just, he was absolutely brilliant. And um, my favorite, oh, we're in class. My personal favorite special of his was uh, Back in Town. Um, oh, that was and, great. Uh, it, it was absolutely brilliant. And uh, yeah, so I recommend everybody listen to that. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, he got bitter there for a while towards the end. But then his last special or two, couple specials, he came back to like his his old form. But like... Yeah with some of that bitterness so it was, a, it was a nice it was a great mix at the end yeah yeah um and then his early stuff oh shit you know his his stuff about stuff is oh, hysterical yeah. exactly um, yeah. uh second i would put on there is prior uh, oh, yeah that was another one that i just really wanted to put on the list and yeah if uh if you only Man. know richard prior from the you know from the movie if you don't know who richard Pryor is as a comedian yeah if you don't know who he is because i mean shit he's you know he's been out of the business forever um you owe it to yourself to research him um his movies with gene wilder uh silver streak stir crazy and see no evil hear no evil all of them absolutely brilliant Uh, did you see the toy yes i love the toy one of my favorite movies growing up it was so stupid, but funny. Brewster's Millions. Yeah. So oh, Brewster's Millions. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, if you uh, his the, records the, though, yeah, his comedy albums were unbelievable. Without now, people say without Red Fox, there's no Prior, which is true. But prior, prior, there's no Chappelle. But yeah, Prior was the one that that exploded. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. Without without Prior, there's no Eddie Murphy. Yep. Without prior, there's no Chappelle. Without prior, you know, just African American comedy, uh, and even know. beyond that, like just his yeah. style of raw, rugged, yeah. just again that give no fucks thing came from him. Like and him and Carlin, I, man. I absolutely love that, and uh, uh, his one special. I forget what it was called, but it was a concert where. But Patty LaBelle, I think, maybe it was Gladys Knight, opened, did a concert, and then afterwards, uh, Pryor did his bit, and I was on the floor <clears throat> just laughing my ass off. Um, and these were also, these were two guys that I was watching. I've, I've been watching stand-up since I was, you know, knee-high to a grasshopper. Yeah, same. Um, I've always loved it and these two i mean i was you know 10 12 years old watching prior and carlin and they were they're not clean by any no <laughs> any stretch um, comedy was safe at my house though oddly enough yeah it was funny my parents wouldn't let me watch robocop or predator right, or any, anything violent if anything had a titty in it i couldn't watch it <laughs> but they never said anything about stand-up comedy 
you know, yeah. I, for some reason, I don't, I don't know why. Maybe because it was all, you know, words. It wasn't, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, that's a goofy American way of thinking. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, number three uh, is Brian Regan. And okay. I put him on on there because he is the funniest clean comedian ever. You can have him play in front of a bunch of drunk bikers, or you can have him play at a church. He's going to get raucous laughter at both. Um, it's a nice. You, it's, that's a hard quality to keep up with, too. Yeah, yeah, and he he is a pure comedian. He never wants to do TV or movies or anything like that. He's like, no, I'm a comedian. I like doing stand up. Right. Um, so yeah, you owe it to yourself to uh look him up his uh his one album i forget what it's called but it's it's the one with hooked on phonics is one of the bits <laughs> oh yeah by far i remember that top, top to bottom one of the funniest albums ever um uh yeah so absolutely brilliant my fourth one and this is my only pure comedian on there i mean pure comedian as well, a pure joke teller I mean, pure joke teller as a pure joke is just set up, punch, set right. up, punch, set up, punch. You look at the other guys, they're set up, blah, 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 punch, tag, 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 tag. Right. The best absolute pure joke teller, Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, yeah, he was great. He was absolutely brilliant. And all he was was set up, punch, set up, punch. Yep. I had 15 jokes about my wife and... You had a, a wife chunk, but it was all set up punch, <laughs> set up punch and nothing more, nothing. A, and that's, that's all you need for a joke. And another one, as far as like lineage wise, if it wasn't for him, and this is a weird comparison and I don't mean to compare them as far as I think they seem like the same thing, but like Mitch Hepburn, <laughs> he was literally just a one, two, three and one, two, three. Like yeah. that was the joke, you know, like it was very quick he had a million of them you know every once in a while you go into a little bit of a longer story but essentially set him up yeah he was he was another quick one Stephen wright Stephen right, wright's right. another one um yeah so there's so and, many but and, and all honestly, so many we should we should do an entire just stand-up comedy episode there, one of these days i, I mean I, yeah i mean I'm, i might put a top 10 of my like favorite comedy albums out there do it um yeah, just throw it on Twitter or something. Um, just because there, you know, there's so many just ungodly funny albums, and a lot of them are from people that you might not even fucking know, or you might not realize are that goddamn funny. Because there have been a couple. I used to go to the fucking library. This was before Spotify. I'd just oh, go get a bunch of comedy albums, and then when I was driving around, I was delivering pizzas uh, as a side hustle. And right. I would just, you know, I would just be throwing albums in and stuff. Some of them, you know, were hot garbage. Um, right. And then other ones, I'm like, you know, almost pissing my pants laughing. And so, so yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. I think all of those are, fan and they're all, every one of them you mentioned, except for. Uh, uh, Regan. Yeah. All of them I had thought about in making my list. Not that I not to discredit him at all, because I like I said, I respect the fuck out of and I as I say, I respect the fuck out of what he does because he's the clean one. But because again, in a world full of the raunchy give no fuckers, you know, that we just mentioned, he's he stood out with them mm -hmm. for being the opposite, which is really hard to do. Well, um, and he was uh because he was clean, um Comedy Central was able to do a, yeah. a live show with him, right? You know, right. broadcast live on Comedy. You, you you couldn't get away with that with other people because yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. Um, so in keeping up with uh, the theme of Mount Rushmore and comedy, and then also mixing that in there with that Mick Foley talk we just had, uh, we're also going to do a Mount Rushmore uh, of funny wrestlers and i think unless it screws with well it's not actually so i guess what i'm going to say is under the world wrestling entertainment moniker so wcw ecw wwe i want to keep it within that realm unless you have some outside of that which is fine i kept mine within that realm uh 
And you go first this time. So the Mount okay. Rushmore of funny wrestlers. Mount Rushmore of funny And this is this is going to be kind of a, a fucking mixed bag because some of them are gimmicks and characters. Right. Some of them are just naturally fucking funny. I had that, uh, that struggle as well. Wrestlers, you know. Um, but I would first off, I would put our truth. Uh, Fuck. Okay. <laughs> dude is hysterical. I'm gonna cross the him promo, off line. The the promo between him and Brock, which I'm not gonna put I'm not gonna put Brock on my list. I'd give him an honorable mention because he is funny, he is talented, but uh, talented comedically. And what he's doing now with Sammy, I absolutely love. I think it's hysterical. But anyway, I agree. Keep um, it up for just a second. Okay. But yeah, the the bit that before the Royal Rumble, um, when Drew won, you owe it to yourself if you haven't seen it to watch that. Uh, Our Truth, uh, Brock Lesnar promo. It is hysterical. Uh, another funny wrestler I would put in there that's not known for being funny is Triple H. Triple H is fucking hysterical. If you listen to his interviews, listen. Uh, if you watch the oh fuck what was it uh you still have truth no no i'm talking about triple h now oh okay all right um uh if you watch the interview where they're talking about the the match in saudi that was uh brothers of destruction versus dx oh yeah the shit that triple h says throughout that interview <laughs> is is just fucking hysterical my wife and I walk around quoting it all the time. Um, he's very good it, at sarcasm. It, it, it's just, he's witty. He's just yeah. got a good wit about him. So, he's, you know, just really, really funny. Um, somebody else I would put in the funny, actually, uh, right here, I'm yeah. going. Who the fuck is that? Ultimate, it's a is that Triple Ultimate? H car. Oh, I thought it was Ultimate Warrior for a second. <laughs> oh, no. no. Oh, know. For a completely different reason. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) The next person I would put in the funny column. uh, We're sticking with just the WWE CWCW. No, you don't have to. Oh, okay. Oh, actually, somebody that was hysterical from back in the day that just popped in my head that, you know what, he's good enough. I'm going to put him in there. Norman Smiley. Oh, yeah. Norman, dude. Smiley was fucking hardcore. That great hard- wrestler, <laughs> but hardcore Norman Smiley would he come out with the football yeah. helmet in the back <laughs> every time. Yeah, that was great. Um, the other person I think I would put in there, I would put Mick Foley in there. Did I steal one another one from you? No, actually, you okay. Didn't. No, but I, I was hoping Foley that one of there. us was going to put Foley in there because it's kind of ties into what we're doing here. Yeah, because if you haven't read Have a Nice Day, um, you, you owe it to yourself. Uh, it's, oh, it's a great book. It's a riot. Um, and then, you know, it, the, like the uh, the birthday bash or whatever, with yeah. uh, or the This Is Your Life with uh, The Rock. Well, and then the Which Vince. was one of the highest rated segments oh, yeah. on Raw ever. Yep. What the, you know. And then, yeah, his 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 part in actually it was the creation of Mr. Sacco in the Vince McMahon bedpan mm-hmm. fiasco with Stone Cold. Like <clears throat> I was telling somebody at work the other day, <clears throat> excuse me, speaking of Mick Foley, you know, we were talking about the three faces of Foley and technically it's four because Foley is the fourth. But um, there's technically... If you don't count Mick Foley, there is four faces because mankind is technically two different mankind. Yeah. There's the original incarnation of mankind, the brown suit, like squealing, tormented mankind. And then there's the the have a nice day, Mr. Sacco mankind. But I digress. Yes, he's fucking hilarious, though. Yeah, I actually put more effort into thinking about, even though I already had it locked and loaded, I put more effort into thinking about my uh, actual comedian. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah, we're doing a bunch more wrestlers. <laughs> and I knew I wanted to do our truth and uh, Well, it's okay, because I picked, I picked five of these, too. So okay. you, you took my our truth but I had one in the bag. Okay, so it, this one's tough because there's a lot of, there's a, uh, again, there's a lot of really naturally funny wrestlers. I think... To start with, 
And, you know, again, this isn't necessarily my top to bottom, you know, best to worst or whatever, but I think the rock might be iconically the funniest wrestler of all time, because in all reality, his whole gimmick was humor. Like Mm -hmm. he was very competent, but that was hilarious. The way he would cut people off the whole, you know, it doesn't matter the way he, you know, just the way he would cut somebody down by bringing them to the SmackDown hotel and lubing up his foot and turning that some bitch sideways. It's just the way he talked. Everything he said was hilarious. Even when you knew he was being serious, it was funny as fuck. Like he was just very, again, charismatic and entertaining. And it came off funny most of the time. Um, And still like, even when you go and watch some of the movies that he's been in that are humorous, he's fucking hilarious. He was great in SNL. Every time he's hosted, like, you know, he's, He's a very naturally funny guy. And I think being that he's one of the top wrestlers in the, in the world in history, kind of almost have to put him on the list. Um, another one. And it took me a second because not a lot of people remember, I guess, but Kurt Angle was mm. probably easiest, easily one of the funniest wrestlers in mm-hmm. the entire world. Like he, such a, an amazing athlete wrestling or otherwise, you know, pro wrestling or a collegiate, like, you know, or whatever he decided to do with his life taken very seriously. I'm sure as a performer and an athlete was able to make himself such a bratty, goofy, just annoying character until obviously like the wrestle machine, Kurt Angle days. And then he just became a fucking monster, but which I loved equally as much, but Kurt Angle as a fucking, as a, as a shit heel was the funniest shit ever when I was watching in that prime time of, you know, that era of wrestling. Like he was just so good. Um, I also kind of have to put in Chris Jericho. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm, I was trying to think of winner, winner, what are, who are wrestlers that I remember specifically laughing out loud, like physically chuckling and obviously our truth was one of the first ones that came to mind. Cause there's not been a moment he's been on. T- and then I'm amazed while he's in the ring. Cause he's, he's actually a very underrated wrestler as well. But uh, Jericho though, when he's not playing his more serious roles, he's, he literally got a little bit of the bubbly over so hard. And it was just him going off the hip. Like it wasn't supposed to be that funny, but it fucking was. He's just a naturally funny dude. The whole him and KO f- summer friendship thing like that he just when he when he turns it on to be funny the shit is hilarious the the thousand and one moves yeah dude from the get-go the dude was hilarious when he figured out that he could be funny and get to the audience that way because i think he was shit yeah okay go ahead no 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 go ahead i was gonna say the whole ralphus thing ralphus was a fucking truck driver that worked for wcwd he's like hey you want to be in my security it would be funny yeah and ralph's like okay no teeth fucking He's Jericho, you know, regardless of how I feel, if I knew him personally, might be a different story. But Jericho as a wrestling character or a wrestler is one of the best of all time in general, I would have to say. If the Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. had six people on it, he would be most definitely on it, uh, in my opinion. But as far as funny wrestlers, though, he's in mine. Um, and then because you took our truth, this one is kind of a, uh, you know, phone a friend kind of choice because there's a lot more of them but scott steiner like i don't I, care I don't think if, he's funny for the right reasons though. i don't i don't care if he was ever funny once in his career <laughs> that math promo <laughs> is enough that is the funniest shit wrestling or otherwise almost like one of the funniest things i've ever seen in my life yes and still makes me chuckle out loud Every time I watch it, I don't care how many times I've seen it. And still it's being referenced today. If you watch NXT, yeah, they all, everybody's still, it's still a massive meme, whether you're a wrestling fan or not. Like it's just, it was so fucking good. Um, I, just, I just watched it again the other day. Yeah. Um, just, it's one of the things where I just, you know, I just get in the mood to watch it. You watch it like probably half a dozen times a year. And, but at one point I never noticed it before, but Scott was doing his math and it was what the fuck and Petey Williams went what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> and then he snapped right back into character like yeah 
it's almost as good as like you know the the Booker T. Oh yeah, on live TV. Like we all know that we all know the moment. Like those those moments are my favorite, just because it's live TV. That's not supposed to happen. That's like you know, Psycho Sid. We're live, pal. Like it's just oh god. But Steiner's just naturally funny. I don't think he meant to be in the beginning. He's just so like animated and hyped up that it, you know, and you could always, you could put flair in there. You could put there are, you know, there, if you're a good wrestler, you're probably got to have a little humor to you because yeah, that, and that'll lead into before we get there. Um, we do have a rant this week by band from ringside podcast, Jason Cornelius bell. And uh, let's go ahead and jump into that. Cause we've got, we've got a, what if this guy this week, guys, um, first time in like a couple months. So give us just a second. Let's uh, hear what JCB has to say. I'm sure he's on point per usual. And uh, we'll be back with you in just a second. He's heating up. This is banned from ringside. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, JCB, Jason Cornelius Bell. I'm back with my weekly rant. This week's rant is going to be on something a little different. Uh, AEW is my rant this week. Um, Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano are both going to be up for contract. The rumor is that Kyle O'Reilly is on the way to AEW. Johnny Gargano is 50-50. I'll say it right now. I think he actually stays on the main roster. I don't think you make a big deal about him saying goodbye to Johnny Gargano if he's actually going to AEW. That's just my guess. Anyway, the rumor is, especially with Kyle O'Reilly, that he is on the way to AEW. Look, I like AEW like the next person, but you just can't keep signing every single person that comes up to AEW. At some point, guys are going to get lost in the shuffle. Guys are going to get forgotten about. See Brian Cage. See Scorpio Sky. These are guys, Scorpio Sky is one of the guys that, are, you know, was an original guy. He was the first, you know, member of SCU with him and Kazarian that were the tag team champions, first tag team champions. He was the guy that beat Chris Jericho, and then it just kind of went away. Brian Cage, ton of fanfare, came in, won the uh, ladder match, lost to Moxley in the, uh, in his title match, got the FTW championship. I guess that was okay, but now he's gone. Slowly but surely, Big Swole asked for her release. Slowly but surely, you're going to get guys and girls to the point where they are no longer wanting to wait for their turn and it's going to sound like wwe all over again and there's an easy way to get around that you just have to stop signing talent okay there's certain guys that you're just going to have to sign i get it when brian danielson comes around you gotta sign him when adam cole baby comes around you gotta sign him kyle riley isn't a must sign guy so I don't see why you have to go out of your way to get him. There is plenty of talent on this roster. This roster is loaded. Kenny Omega is gone, and they're not missing a beat. Not everybody has to go to the AEW, guys, okay? Kyle Ryle can bounce around to the indies for a little bit, and then if he wants to go to AEW, if it makes sense at that point, then go ahead and do it. Right now, I'm just a little scared that Kyle Riley is going to get lost in the sauce, and he'll be no different off in AEW than he would be on the WWE main roster. You can quote me on that. If not, so what? It's your boy, JCB. I'm out. This is banned from ringside. Oh, actually, I can just change the background. Oh, yeah. Hey! <laughs> All right. So, again, thank you, JCB, for the weekly rant. Thank you, Banned from Ringside Podcast, for always, you know, letting Jason come and play. Uh, you can find Banned from Ringside Podcast at on Twitter at BFR Pod, at BFR JCB, at BFR Zach with an H, at BFR Bill. Um, every Friday, they drop a new episode. They're in like the two or three hundreds at this point. If you haven't listened to Band from Ringside podcast, okay, because I'm alumni, maybe I'm biased, but I also was a fan before I got a part of the show. They're fucking hilarious. They have really good and sometimes really bad wrestling takes. Um, all in all, entertaining as shit, and uh, and I love those guys a lot. So go over and check them out. Um, without wasting too much time, we have a what if this week, guys. Mm -hmm. um we're gonna spend a, a little bit talking about it and it's gonna again kind of tie everything in that this episode's been doing so far which is 
you know, um, uh, first we haven't done this in a while, and we're we're in this convenient um, uh, ski lift that we are oh. going to call our time ski lift, our time machine lift, and we're going to strap ourselves in. We're going to punch in the coordinates, it, and we're going to fucking go sideways in time, guys. Wow! Wow! Oh, turbulence! So, yeah, again, you're just going to have to watch the video on YouTube because it's. <laughs> It's not going to make it any better if you do, but at least you'll understand what we're doing. Anyways, so uh, we're going to do a what if that is what if wrestling wasn't funny. And I don't know if that's the best title, but because it goes a little bit. Yeah, what if there was no comedy in wrestling? No right. humor in wrestling. Right. Say Essentially the same thing. So. The idea being that obviously there's a lot of humor in wrestling and personally i'm a fan when it's done correctly because i love comedy mm -hmm. clearly you love comedy um most people do and i think the crucial thing about comedy and wrestling is to make sure and maybe i'm off but is to make sure that everyone involved including the crowd and the talent and everybody doesn't take it too seriously because obviously especially these days I think everybody mostly knows unless they're three or four or five years old that wrestling is a form of entertainment more than it is a competitive sport. What? Right. Santa <laughs> hail Santa. So <laughs> anyways, that was a joke that we had in a pre-meeting before the show that doesn't land if you didn't hear the joke originally. So anyway, um, it, it didn't land when I heard the setup either. I kind of figured. Uh, so fucking prick so anyways uh but i have to say like okay let's break it down so there's different form like there's different chunks of pro wrestling there's a lot of different genre hopping within the world of pro wrestling right so you've got your sport and action and competitive side you've got the um fantastical you know fantasy kind of realm you know with your malachi blacks and undertaker and the uh uh nikki who's a sort of a superhero or whatever it's called and you know fucking the green lantern guy hurricane you know anyways so you've got that stuff you've got um the drama kind of soap opera side of it you've got your hardcore shit you know so You've got like the brutal side for the more, you know, horror fans, that kind of thing. And then you've got the comedy. You've got the humor. You mix all those things. You've got music and everything else, but you mix all those things together and you get a halfway decent pro wrestling program as long as everything's mm -hmm. on point, right? For I think some, you take for some panties and boots in that cauldron. Yeah, right. And, and then you have the Daniel there, Bryan. Right? Oh, well, same thing. They were both from the same time period. Like, who'd you say? Uh, the diva era. <laughs> So, and he married one of them. So it makes sense. Full circle. So anyways, but I think if you take away the brutal stuff from pro wrestling, okay, you, you still have a, a decent pro wrestling program, right? Not everybody mm -hmm. likes the hardcore stuff. Um, you take away the drama. People have done it. And the soap opera stuff makes it more of a legitimate contest style pro wrestling. Again, it, it still kind of lands. Um, you could take certain parts of it away and it would still work. But I think in my personal opinion for the type of fan that I am, if you take away comedy and wrestling boring as fuck, because even the best and most gnarly horror movie has little specks of comedy, even Sopranos breaking bad, like, you know, all of those extremely dramatic shows and movies have little bits of comedy. It's important. It's the drama in the comedy, like it's theater. It all goes back to like, you know, the original days of theater in general and why comedy was kind of weird to even call funny things comedy. If you look in a traditional sense, sense, you know, comedy was a drama, you know, it kind of was the same thing. So for me personally, having little bits of comedy and having gimmicks that are funny or moments that are able to not take everything else so seriously in it extremely uh helps the product in my opinion i think it makes it a better product when you have time to stop and laugh even in serious moments in pro wrestling 
Yeah, I uh, I see it as it's you know just one piece of the pro wrestling pie. Yeah, you know, like all the stuff you said, the athleticism, the drama, the hardcore, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, and I mean, I don't remember comedy being that big a deal way back in the 80s when I was watching. Um, you had your shocking stuff. You had your, there was some humor, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't uh, as prominent. Right. So, I mean, I'm, and then, you know, I go back and watch some of the, you know, old Mid-South and AWA stuff. Humor was almost non-existent. So, so it's, you know, it's kind of a, it was a new different development. Time. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. again, now, it's I, kind of formed to not take it too seriously because people started mm-hmm. to catch on. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Back then it was real. I mean, you know, shit, you look fucking Roddy Piper got stabbed and people right. got shot. And, uh, people, um, but uh yeah, now that it's more of a performance and everybody's in on the secret, I think they could get away with a lot more humor. Um, but if you were to take it away now, it would be so dull. I mean, you look at the Dark Order now, would they be as interesting if they weren't funny? You know, yeah, it's hard to say, but I don't you know, think they would. I think everybody was already burnt out on Dark Order before they kind of went yeah, comic. Yeah, comic they would. Out. They would be kind of brooding and stuff, and you know, you you would take you would take away a whole layer of characters that I mean, you wouldn't have somebody like Santino Morella, um, who was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, you wouldn't have uh, now. It wouldn't work today, but you wouldn't have Eugene. Um, yeah. You, uh, you wouldn't have. I mean, shit. Regal and Tajiri. It was one of the funniest fucking tag teams. Um, Undisputed Era had a lot of humor uh, look at all the stuff that kane did later on yeah kane and daniel bryan even adding Uh, undertaker into comedic segments where he wasn't necessarily the one being funny but was the straight guy in a funny act made it that much well it's the entertainment side i think is what did it honestly yeah um riddle wouldn't get over right uh you know stone uh, cold the rock like all of the ones we just mentioned mick mm -hmm. foley would have died after or the the mankind gimmick would have died after it was people were burnt out on him being this crazy guy and tortured soul in the brown suit like he would have never been the manimal or the mr Sacco mankind ever he would have never been have a nice day there would yeah so could you do it without him yeah yeah you could i don't think i would enjoy it though but yeah it it wouldn't be as entertaining i mean uh you watch like mma or football or any other you know actual legit sport i guess um you know uh right and uh there's really not a lot of humor in that um and if this if this were being portrayed as a legit sport we all know you know that the cat's out of the bag we all know that that it's all scripted and predetermined and stuff um I think, yeah, and once that happened, that's when you had to get more into the entertainment. Um, I wonder if that, if you look back, uh, is that, what what was the steroid trial when they had to admit that everything was, like was staged? 90. It was early 90s. 95? Uh, I, thought, I, something I thought it was earlier than that. But it then. Could, could, it, well, let's see. Uh, WWF steroid trial. Um, yeah, it was definitely, let's see, uh, year, put the year in there. I forgot that I have a computer in front of me. Um, 94. Okay. It was 94. decided in 94. So it, yeah. So, so, uh, but they, so they admitted that stuff beforehand, you know? Um, right. And if you look, I mean, yeah, they, they had outlandish characters. They had. Uh, you know, Jimmy Snuka, you know, uh, they had uh, Tito Santana, they had, you know, they were outlandish, but stereotypical. Right. But then if you look, because I wanted to see this, because I think that's about the time where you got the extreme gimmicks. Yep. You, know, you got the Doink the Clown and Blue Blazer, and I mentioned them all the time, Duke the Drumster Drozzy and yeah. Bastion Booger. So, you know, uh, Max Moon, they it. all came out. I was a kid when those gimmicks were made and they were tailored towards me and I hated all of them. But 
I'm thinking they had to do that because of the steroid. Oh, yeah. So yeah, because the, the curtain was pulled back, they're like, well, fuck it. So they tried. And I think that's when humor came into wrestling for, a, you know, mainstream, you know, it, you know, I, I, I don't uh, disagree with that. That would actually be a fun thing to break down and really because I've never really looked at it like that as to why yeah, it, just, it just just popped in my head. The steroid I, trial I, definitely I used. That would be a decent what if it's it's on the record. What if the steroid oh. trial never happened? Oh yeah. Oh. Mm. How about oh, that? Oh man. God. How about that, man? Man, you're Whoa. smart and sexy. Hey. You're like the hey. You're like the total package. I know. Lex Lucher. <laughs> oh, that's my Twitter <laughs> handle next week. Lex Lucher. Oh. oh. Wow. Uh, take that, BFR Bill. <laughs> As because right now, see, I'm I'm stealing his thunder, but only on Twitter and not on the show. So you know, right now I'm Bay Mysterio. I loved Maeve Delzer. Maeve Delzer, five stars. Because the funny uh, thing, I'm scrolling Twitter and I see Maeve Delzer like this, Maeve Delzer like that, and I'm, or Maeve <laughs> Delzer replied. And I'm like, who the fuck is Maeve? And then I see your profile picture. I'm like, that motherfucker. Got it. So yeah. so yeah, I think I, I mean honestly, I think this was this was a quick what if because it's more of a it's a uh, subjective. You know, I prefer a little bit of comedy if it's done correctly yeah. in my wrestling. Yeah, if, it if it's done correctly. I don't think I would like it as much. Like, I think if it was just serious, it's that's part of why I don't really watch a lot of actual sports. You know, it's just because mm-hmm. yeah, then where's the, the I like to be entertained as much as I love great pro wrestling. I also really love to be entertained in between. There's got to be something to keep me coming back. And, you know, I, I named like Kurt Angle is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time aside from his gimmick as far as being a wrestler the dude is one of my favorites ever so mm-hmm. like the fact that he was able to add the comedy on top of it when it was necessary just helped me love him that much more so that being said hey everybody well uh, thanks for joining us on this uh journey back in time to find out if what comedy uh wrestling shows you were you were doing so well and then you had to it's because it's cold out here on this uh i don't i know you want me to warm you up baby oh wrong put my arm around you put your little nub around me oh whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Whoa. okay so <laughs> let's get out of here uh let's let's find somewhere else to go that doesn't make me anywhere near as uncomfortable um i hope it's a bathhouse i wish it was uh <laughs> let's see yeah we'll just go to the kitchen nope okay so oh okay all right please watch the youtube videos and i mean dislike it if you have to just, <laughs> just you got it because you're not gonna know what madness is happening unless you're watching because and yeah your nub isn't coming over to my side just stop trying to touch me so we're gonna do some odds and ends and then we're gonna get the fuck out of here you guys with me? All right, let's do it. So a uh, couple of things we definitely need to talk about. Obviously, one of the things everybody's talking about right now is uh, Kevin Owens and hit the, the shock that heard around the world um, about uh, him re-signing with the WWE instead of letting his contract expire. Uh, Patrick, what are your thoughts? Because I've got a few things I want to I want to uh, mention about this. Um. Good on Kevin if they offered him a really good deal. I mean, you know, he's got a family to support. He's, you know, he's he's a working man as much as uh, I want to see him uh, outside of WWE. At the same time, it's like, you know, you got a good thing going there. The the thing that worries me, though, is, and I mean, you know, yeah, I'm some fucking idiot from Kansas City. So what the fuck do I know? Right. Um, right. But yeah, I agree. you see these thank you uh you see these people that resign and then they get released you know what kind of guarantee do you have that i mean you know yeah i signed a contract for x number of years for x number of millions because he's already getting he's already one of the more well-paid um right you know i i hope he got it in there to where he's like you can't just fucking cut me yeah yeah if if that's all possible but i mean 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy for him. I love Kevin Owens. I, you know, I mean, he looks like the guy that yells at his kids at Walmart at 11 o'clock at night because if they get the toy they want, he can't get his case of Natty Ice Tall Boys. But, I, you know, he's still a great, you know, that's what he looks like to me, but he's still a great performer. And if you he's another fine Natty one. Ice, you'd be so drunk in this kitchen right now. Yeah, but the nice thing about Natty Ice, first one goes down like razor blades. After that, they're smooth as fuck. So smooth. Uh, especially yeah. get the fucking lemonade ones or whatever the fuck they made. Those, oh, my God. What the fuck? I don't know. I haven't they had made a Natty Ice. lemonade Natty, and I'm not going to lie. It was actually kind of good. It tastes. Oh, like see, I haven't good. had a Natty Ice in years. It, it was either Natty Ice Tall Boys or um, um, Milwaukee's Best Ice. Ooh, uh, the Beast. Beast Ice. Yeah, Frozen Beast. Tall Boys. We, we used to get those at the Classics Ooh. at Fort Benning. If the if payday fell because we got paid on the first and the fifteenth, if payday fell the weekend or after the the weekend, we would scrounge up literally our change and you could get a case twenty four tall for like, boys for like eight bucks, six six yeah. or seven, yeah. you know, and, and, and it was tax free too because it was it was on base and oh nice yeah yep mm-hmm. good shit uh so and I that's what you call pre alcoholism boys and girls. Uh, <laughs> For all you young listeners out there, uh, I know Stay away from the sauce. Well, that and I've also looked at our uh, at, at our numbers on uh, Anchor, and only people like your age listen to the show. So, yeah, what's up, what's up all you uh, cool cats? Okay, well, fucking, you know, at the put, the, put the natty ice down and pick up the Metamucil. <laughs> I don't fuck it. So anyway, so I don't know if you heard this part of it, but Meltzer reported that uh, WWE is paying him two to three million to stay which is outrageous um and that his new contract pays him somewhere between two or three million per year for the next three years but uh the most important part though is and i had this discussion with my brother yesterday before i found this out um it the contract does not uh is not attached with a no cut agreement so they just gave him two to three million a year for three years but could cut him tomorrow yeah so we'll see. He said that he's stoked that it was an easy decision to make because when you throw numbers like that at him, his family is good to go. You know, that's and obviously that's where he is in his life anyways. And that's where, okay, and this is, so BFR Zach, BFR Zach with an H on Twitter, he had retweeted and said uh, something along the lines of great take um, was his qu- retweet quote. Um, and it was uh, Ryan Drosty. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm sorry if I'm not. On Twitter said, I suspect that when the history books are written on this chapter of WWE slash AEW, we will look at Kevin Owens as one of the first people to capitalize in a major way when it comes to contract negotiation leverage. Yeah. Why competition is good. The wrestlers benefit big time. And that, and he's right. So this is like, it's kind of almost feels like a reverse Kevin or Kevin Nash moment of WCW where he went in and said, I want to guarantee and that changed everything about wrestling contracts. It's kind of the same way. So a guy like Kevin Owens, he's getting older. You know, his body's pretty beat up. He's making millions of dollars a year to support his family and possibly be on TV, just kind of being Kevin Owens, making money. At this point in his life, is he mad about that? No, he had a choice to go and do something else. If you want to be artistic, go somewhere else where they'll pay you a little less to be able to be, get yours is what I'm saying. If you want to sit back and get paid pretty to be an entertainer, and be in the WWE and either be used or not used. I'm not knocking that at all. Go and do what you want to do and get what you want out of it. So if you want money out of it, go make money if they're going to pay you. If you're going to go to somewhere like AEW instead or somewhere else where you can be creatively uh, um, paid basically for your time, if that's the type of wrestler you want to be, you don't care as much about the money but want to be creative, go do that. That's the beauty of the, of the all this wrestling right now is that everybody can go where they want to go and do what they want to do, how they want to do it. It's that simple. Well, and uh, if you, if you look at it like, you know, some of these wrestlers that left, I mean, even if they looked at it financially, they're like, well, you know, uh, yeah, I'm getting offered. X amount from WWE. Now I'm getting offered X amount from Impact or AEW right, or right, whatever, right. which is lower. But um, I can 
start up my Twitch stream again, which I was generating, blah, blah, blah. I can have my own store on PWTs. You know, I can right. sell my own merch. I can do my own thing, which is going to generate income. I don't know if KO was that big into the uh, stuff outside wrestling, like Twitch stuff and right. stuff like that. So it might just be like, you're offering to me two, $3 million a year to go out there and just be myself, um, you know. Um, which means he'll mo- more than likely be kept mostly in the upper, you know, echelon of main events and or the the top tier of the mid card you know he's Mm -hmm. and if he's not i'm sure he'd also be happy to just kind of sit and get paid at home like yeah but if he was doing that then they would cut him i bet if they were like right right no i agree but i think it's good i think it's a good thing to be honest we've talked about this i didn't necessarily want to see ko go to aew i don't know what he would do in impact like at this point he's a he's a wwe guy like and, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm I'm cool with that. Like I, 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 I don't want to see everybody end up in AEW. I think where that comes where it comes down to is that I think people want to see people go where they want to go to do what they like to do, and and be free to do it. And that place just happens to be AEW right now. But I think mm-hmm. it's more the idea of going to a place that allows them to be that way and use them correctly than it is everybody having to go to AEW because. It's already starting to get inflated, and he's talking about more coming. So, with Ring of Honor, like we're we're gonna get Malachi's thing from Dynamite. Winter is coming. You know, he hugged a guy and said, "I think is I, I don't quote me exactly, but it said something about you used to be a king." Yep. Or, well, yeah, that's Brody King. So it, one of Ring of what... Honor's biggest prospects, you know, is now probably all elite. Yeah. So there's well, this, and, the yeah. In. He and Malachi are buddies, and they're tag team part, uh, tag team champs in another promotion. I think is it yep. GCW? No, it's not GCW. I think it's uh, I can't remember what it is. Okay. Hey, anyway, um, and uh, right after we recorded last week, uh, I found out Jeff Hardy got released too. Yeah, yeah. So we can um, talk, talk a little bit about that. Um, I we're, we're running out of time, but yeah, we can talk about that. The, the only thing I see, I see him going to AEW for like a six month run, just to have a final run with Matt. I agree. And then I would like to see them both right off and in, into the sunset. They need to I, win the tag titles in AEW. Yeah, and then whatever happens, happens. Because like, I'm been okay. Ta- I'm okay with that. Because they've been tag champs in WWE, um, uh, Ring of Honor, Impact, Impact Ring of Honor, WWE. They technically had the WCW titles during the yeah. years, which, you know, I, I, I count it. I'll count it for them. Um, a couple of indie promotions, Omega, which is their promotion. Um, I don't, and then I don't think they ever had AAA, but for the most part, they've had every major tag team title around their waist. In the United yeah. States. So I, Makes I would like to see, I would like to see him come in for six months to a year just do a little run and then see them both right off and see Matt in more of a managerial role. And then Jeff, um, just doing whatever he does, but yeah, I, yeah. I think it's time for them to start wrapping up the in ring. I agree. If they're going to do this on their way out and do some variation or evolution of the broken thing on their way out, I think that's probably honestly their best bet. Mm-hmm. Matt used to do it with the Lake of Recar or the Lake of Reincarnation thing, where he would bring back a bunch of gimmicks every time he was washed in the waters. Maybe they could do something like that, to where they could do a send off of all of their, bring Willow in, bring Brother Nero in, you know that. And because look, I love Jeff Hardy. I I am that generation of kids. I think Gary J can can uh, agree with this. I think we had this discussion before, like. When we started training for wrestling, we went in there with the baggy black pants and the fishnet shirts, and we're doing the <laughs> fucking gun thing. Like everybody thought they were Jeff Hardy at my age when we were growing up. There's no knocking Jeff Hardy, but I'm just not as interested in what it was with him now. It's not the same. Yeah. So I respect him. I think he's Hall of Fame worthy a thousand percent on any spectrum. Like, those two together clearly are one of the the most influential tag teams of all time. You know, whether they're the best or not is another story, but I just, yeah, it, Jeff Hardy will end up there. And then, like you said, I hope they do a quick one-off, like, last chapter, and then he does what he – and whatever. I just don't 
I don't want to see Jeff Hardy as AEW world champion. No, you know, he, like, he never would. No, but so anyways, um, Hey, I appreciate you guys for uh, hanging out with us this week. Um, one last thing before we get out of here, two last things real quick. Uh, we'll see you journey pro tonight. I know I said tonight that's because this airs a day late. Uh, we'll see you tonight at blimp for journey pro. Uh, blimp. blimp. that's what I said. You said blimp. I said blip. I, I swear stuff, it sounds I, like I you're saying stuffy nose. Oh, all my, all my M's and B's. They sound the same. <laughs> so anyways, we'll see you there tonight. Uh, it's going to be an amazing show. There's a little bit, been a little bit of a card change, but I don't have time to go through it right now. So look it up on uh, Twitter. It's at journey pro KC. So, and also as always jump over to sideways and time network on YouTube. Give us a like subscribe, share it watch all the videos, thumbs up all those videos. If you're watching them, you're going to help us out. And again, as I say, every week, the more you guys interact with us on, on, on the YouTube channel, the more we see you guys are actually paying attention to the YouTube channel, the more content we will start dropping. We actually are working on a pretty big project as we speak. Um, that will probably end up there as well. It's way smaller, way smaller. That's yeah. That's more like it. Anyways, everybody, <laughs> As always, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you. Oh, I was going to say I appreciate you, Patriot Pat. Um, if you're watching YouTube, you'll 100% understand why I just hesitated saying that. Uh, YouTube, please don't uh, report us. Anyways, uh, Patriot Pat is here, everybody. And uh, yeah, I don't. I, I lost the ending. Oh, wait, wait. Before we go, before we go, Patrick, yes. tell, them, uh, tell them what they need to do. They need to. Oh, we're in a gallery now. I'm, I'm art. Just the um, two of us. Well, first off, they need to go on Twitter and, and search for D A double G sixty nine or something like that, and tell them to fuck off. Oh, um, poor dog. Fuck dog. Uh, <laughs> and then, secondly, like I'm going to do tonight at Journey Pro or. Uh, uh, on the 23rd of January when I meet Uncle Mick Foley um, uh, you see your favorite wrestler feel free to mark the fuck out alright everybody we will see you next week and uh, yeah thanks for, thanks for hanging out hey.